0: Welcome to the Undomestic Housewife podcast. My name is Natalie and I'm your Undomestic host. This is a podcast about everyday life with everyday people. Let's be clear, no professional advice is given and the opinions expressed are solely my own or that of guests. I've had a lot of ups and downs that have made for a wealth of crazy life experiences. Add to that, I've met some pretty amazing people on this journey, and I'm hoping between us all, there may be some nuggets of inspiration, some laughs, wisdom, and a sense that you are not alone on this roller coaster called life. As for whom I, I've got zero claim to fame. I'm a wife, a mom, a daughter, a friend, and a magnet for chaos. I'm a klutz, queen of sarcasm, a collector of cute pets, I'm addicted to romance novels and true crime podcasts. I have stories to share and storytellers to introduce you to. So let's get comfy, let's grab a bevy, and let's chat. Hi and welcome to the Undomestic Housewife podcast. This is your Undomestic Housewife, Natalie. We are back from about a month-long break. Um, we just sort of took it, sort of to regroup and figure out if we were going to keep going forward with the podcast and such. Um, because when we started this, and I say we, because sometimes my husband comes on and and he's always helping me in the background, is it something that for me that I enjoy doing? Because I was very nervous about the whole process, and I found that I actually really do enjoy doing it. Um, and then secondly, does anybody even want to listen? And I think we've done about eleven podcasts, and it's been downloaded over seven hundred times. And I know for Many other people out there, that's just a drop in the bucket. But because I didn't really have a huge expectation of what was gonna happen, um, I'm really happy with that. It's about six hundred and ninety-eight more people than I thought we'd listen to in the first place. So I am so grateful for all those people who have given me those that that time, that half an hour once a week to listen or to share it with a friend. I, I really appreciate that. And I hope that. listening to the podcast you either you know smile learn something new um it just adds to your day in some way and if that's all it does then that's something um so we have different subjects that we've pre-recorded that we're going to talk about but tonight we're going to start out with dealing with difficult people and setting boundaries and i have a little bit of experience there um in my past life my past work life i became very good with dealing with difficult people. So to give you a little bit of background, when I was 19, I started working with Canada Border Services as a customs officer. And those who actually know me personally know how funny that is, because um, most people say, you're not mean enough to work there. (laughs) And most people aren't mean. They're actually really nice. But I do get what they're saying, because the very first time I ever arrested somebody, I actually burst out laughing and had to turn around. And it wasn't because I thought it was funny. It's a nervous laughter when I get really nervous. So I did learn to rein that in, thankfully. But um, I was also easily intimidated. Um, So if somebody would yell at me or get right in my face, I would easily back down. Or um, if somebody got confrontational, I didn't know how to handle that. So fast forward approximately 18 years, and you sort of become a master of dealing with that kind of thing. And then in your personal life, too, you do come across those instances of dealing with difficult people and uncomfortable situations. And I feel like I was able to transfer a lot of those skills into my personal life. (coughs) Excuse me. So I felt like um, there's other people that really struggle with confrontation and how to set boundaries and deal with that. So I thought, well, why not give some insight? And if somebody can learn from my experiences or take something away from that, then yay. So um dealing with difficult people and rude people. Another reason that sort of has come as a subject is, I don't know about anybody else, but in the last year, I've noticed people have become um, a lot more confrontational and rude. And I I think it's funny, because at the beginning of pandemic life, and I'm so glad eventually we won't have to talk about pandemics anymore, but everybody was, we're all in this together, we're going to help each other, we can do it. And, And I think that worked really great what started in like March of 2020. I think everybody was really great about doing that. And then as time goes on, we, we dragged into winter and people are away from their, their family for, you know, the major holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then you enter into the winter blues and you're isolated as it is because of the weather and the cold and uh, the rain and all that good stuff. And on top of being told that you're not allowed to do certain things, and people went from moving from moving forward together to becoming uh, very divided and confrontational and very easily triggered. And I think that's part of just an aftermath of pandemic life. Um, but also, I sometimes wonder, like, people's fuse, fuses are short because, you know, they're tired of being at home, um, not seeing friends and family, not being able to go out and burn off some of that energy or interact with other people getting those breaks in their weeks and in their days. Um, But also, um, I feel like people have forgotten social graces because they haven't had to use them and I might be out to lunch but it's just interesting in interacting with people. I've noticed like recently I, I took my daughter to the mall and I hadn't been to a mall forever. Um, not just cause of the pandemic, I just actually dislike shopping. So that makes me weird, I guess. But it was odd to me how many people don't hold doors for people anymore. And my kids hold the door open for people. They're 21 and 13. And they've always done that. They know how to say please. And thank you. Um, You know, when you walk in front of somebody, you say, excuse me. Um, I was shocked how many people are just oblivious to other people's personal space, which was really surprising considering the last year, or how many people give dirty looks to other people rather than using their voices. Then I noticed on social media, there's conversations that go on. Um, in community forums, and how quickly people are to turn on each other. I call them armchair warriors, because they're so quick to get nasty and call names and be very, I don't want to use the word sarcastic, because I'm sarcastic in nature. But um, the comments they make um, are meant to put somebody down. Um, not to be funny and how easily people are doing that from behind their, their keyboards and stuff. And I just thought, oh my goodness. And that sometimes I even think it's reality TV because what makes for good reality TV apparently, and I don't watch reality TV. I think it's, it's junk, but that's again, just my opinion. You are free to watch it and enjoy it. But you know, for, for, for good reality TV, it's the arguments and the conflict and the yelling at each other and calling each other names. And I just think it's, it's just almost desensitizing. And it becomes, uh, especially for, you know, younger people, maybe watching it, they become desensitized. And I sometimes wonder if they start to think that that's the that's a normal relationship, that that's how you talk to people. And I mean, I've been married 22 years, and I can honestly say that my husband, and I have never called each other a name. I mean, we both swear when we talk but we've never said you know f off to the other one or called each other another name or we just don't it's just a line we don't cross and i think that you have to set those boundaries which we were mentioning earlier so in any event these are just the things that i've been noticing so i thought i'd give some tips on how i deal with things so yeah working in in law enforcement for a long time Also, you know, I was a flight attendant for two years before I was laid off and it's true. There are some batshit crazy people that get on the plane and uh, it always shocks me. But um, the different things that you you deal with in your everyday life and now I'm working retail um, and I can honestly say that 99.9% of my interactions with people have been great. Um, but there's always that one or two where somebody says something or does something and you're just like, wow, who ties your shoes? Like, <laughs> they're just, in any event, these are my tips. So um, the best thing to do, I always find, is almost not to react at first, not to engage. When somebody gets confrontational with you, or tries to bait you into something by making a snide comment about the service you're giving, especially if you know you're doing something good. You're doing good customer service. You're being friendly. You're being polite. And they just are being, for a lack of a better term, confrontational or just an ass. The best thing to do, honestly, is just not engage. Um, I just find I just sort of stare at them and I'm like, all right. Um, and then almost to say kill them with kindness. I know that sounds really horrible, but when you don't engage and you just act uber polite, um, usually, I know it sounds weird, it will change that person's behavior. One, because you're not engaging. And when you do engage the conflict, um, it just adds fuel to the fire. So by not adding that fuel, eventually those flames will um, extinguish themselves. So if somebody is being really rude with me, I often just, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, And continue on with whatever I'm doing. Please, thank you. Walk away when I can. If you're in a situation that's argumentative, um, I always say validate. And um, I've always taught my kids this. Validate, validate, validate. And again, that sounds... Uh, counterproductive. But when somebody comes in and they're really angry at you or at a situation, if you try to defend the situation or the action that they're upset about, I find that it only makes the person more angry. So for example, somebody says, and I'm just going to use the plane as an example. So somebody says, you know, we're late because of this and this and this and I'm going to miss my connection and you know your airline doesn't do this and it doesn't do that and they start ranting and raving Um, I've always found it just easier to say I appreciate what you're saying that would be very very frustrating because right now you're taking sort of the wind away from them that's fueling that fire because you're not arguing with them you're saying yeah you're right that is frustrating. I would be upset about that too. But here's what we can do. So even let's say, um, well, let's use an even different example. Let's say my daughter or my son came home and was mad about something that I don't necessarily agree with or understand. I would be, you know what, that would make me angry too. I, I think I understand why you're frustrated. That that would be really upsetting but what can we do to make it better or if I can't do anything to make it better in whatever situation we're in is I understand how frustrating you are unfortunately this is the situation we're in so this is what's going to happen and what can we do to make it easier for you Um, if it's anger I'm sorry so and so that must be really frustrating for you unfortunately it happened and there's nothing we can change, but we can move forward and maybe change the outcome. Um, people just want to be heard most of the time. I know that sounds silly handling it that way, but really when somebody's really angry, most of the time it's they just want to be heard. They just want to vent and Nine out of 10 times, they're not even mad at you. They're just mad at the situation and they've hit that tipping point. Unfortunately, in the last year, everybody's tipping point seems to be just so much uh, more sensitive. Everybody's so quick to anger. Um, And that frightens me a little bit too, because I keep hearing about all these people getting into fights and acts of violence because things escalate so quickly. And I think it's because nobody is really taking the time to think about how they can react. They're just reacting with anger. So anger with anger just makes things worse. Somebody has to be the one to say, okay, um, let's work this out. So um, my thing is always, you know, disengage if you can. If you can't disengage, kill them with kindness (laughs) because that usually um, deescalates things and validate. Um, because when somebody hears that you hear why they're mad, even if it's at you, you know, um, that would be really frustrating that, you know, you were made to feel that way. And if I made you feel that way, I apologize, but this is why I said what I said, or the reason I behaved that way was, um, and I'm sorry, it offended you or upset you. You can still stand your ground and say, the reason I behaved that way, or I chose to act that way, or I made that decision was, because of this. And I appreciate that you're not happy with it, but I made the decision and and stand your ground. It's just the way you say it, if that makes any sense. Sometimes I don't articulate myself well. So stand your ground. Um, and that doesn't always work. There are going to be times where it blows up in your face and there's nothing you can do. Um, other times, you know, you need to walk away and almost be like good cop, bad cop, where you've done your best and you can't de-escalate the situation. So you almost need to walk away and let a fresh person take over. Um, And sometimes that's what it needs is, is just somebody else to say, Hey, I get that you're really mad. What can I do to help you? Um, so try those things. I mean, it works even with friendships. Um, I find in friendships sometimes, you know, um, Friends can can have these arguments and such, and if you don't take the time to sort of feel out the other person or try to understand why they feel the the way they feel, it only gets worse. It all comes down to communication. I don't know. Like, everybody is using social media and texting to have conversations. I, I mean, even adults do it. Everybody's glued to their phone, and it's a real exercise. For everybody, even for me sometimes, to put down that phone and not look at it. I mean, I'm I'm not big on talking on the phone. I'm like, could you have just texted that to me? Do we need to talk on the phone? Um, I prefer face-to-face. But I find that people have whole relationships over texts. And the problem with text is you can lose the meaning behind a message. Somebody can misinterpret the tone of a text and assume that you're being sassy or cruel or angry or hurtful, when perhaps you didn't mean anything. Um, in a text, you can't read somebody's body language and you can't hear the tone in their voice. So all this, you know, snapping and and texting. Um, we need to learn to put down our phones and actually have a conversation with each other. And I feel like conversing face to face is becoming a lost art. I mean, I don't know how many times I've said to my kids, and and I know I'm not alone in this, is um, when somebody's talking to you, put down the phone and make eye contact. And I know that you know, a lot of teens now they're like, yeah, yeah, I can hear you while they're on their phone. And I've always insisted no phones at the dinner table. And when I'm talking to you and you're talking to me, we look at each other. It's disrespectful to be looking at your phone when somebody's taking the time to converse with you. And I think that's something we all have to remember because at some point we're all really guilty of it. So hopefully that helps somebody out there. The other thing is don't be afraid to set boundaries. And that's really, really hard too. I I can honestly say it took me till I was about 40 years old to set boundaries. I was always afraid of hurting somebody. So if I didn't know you and I dealt in a conflict, it didn't really bother me so much because I didn't have a lot of skin in the game, right? So if it was like a... Uh, something in one of my jobs or something like that. Um, you don't have a lot of skin in the game. So you're, you're more likely to set boundaries and such a little bit different with friendships, but, um, it took me till I was 40 to say, wait a minute, I I can set boundaries and it's okay. Even with family members, um, you decide how you want to be treated. And I've always sort of said, um, I will treat people the way I expect to be treated. So if you're treating me really badly and we've talked about it and I've said, hey, um, I don't like it when you talk to me this way and we've tried to work it out and you insist on behaving a certain way or treating me a certain way, I'm going to cut the ties. And again, like I said, it took me till I was 40 to do that because I was always worried about the, the fallout, you know, but other family members or friends or... And you get to a point, and I think that comes with age, too, where you just sort of go, it's taken me long enough to like myself. I don't have that kind of time to convince the rest of the world either. So you either take me as I am or don't. And these are the boundaries I'm setting for what's acceptable in my life. And if those are not the same rules that you have for how you treat people in your life, that's okay. It just means we're not going to play well together. So um, I actually did take the scissors and cut Um, ties with certain people, actually family members and friends, and it was gut-wrenching. I mean, I remember crying over it and seriously wanting to throw up, but having to deal with those people was almost causing more anxiety than than cutting the ties with them, and cutting the ties uh, was actually therapeutic for me. It was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. And I think you have to think of that as if any of the relationships in your life, um, be them uh, job or friendship or family, are causing you such discomfort or anxiety, um, you owe it to yourself to, to try and fix them. So to reach out to that person and tell them what makes you uncomfortable. And I think if they really value you, then they'll take those things into consideration. And at least make an effort but if they don't I think for your own mental health and your own sanity it's okay to say you know what I wish you well but we're done I have a friend who coined the term for me bless and release many years ago and I still think of it that way when I cut somebody out of my life it's not because I wish them ill or I hate them or anything I just sort of think it's a blessing release in the sense of I wish you well. I hope you are happy with whatever life choices you make. Um, But I release you from my life. So um, I think we have to get comfortable setting boundaries. And it's not just important for you. But I think if you have children, I mean, if you don't, then it's just important for you. But in my case, because I had kids, they watch what I tolerate. And I didn't want them to think that they had to tolerate certain behavior for themselves as well. So if my mom allows somebody to speak to her that way or treat her that way, that must mean that I should do the same. So I was setting boundaries for myself, but also for my kids um, so that they know that I'm not going to put up with certain things and therefore neither should they um there's a time to walk away and there's a time to stand up for yourself and then there's a time to just wash your hands of the whole situation so um yeah the same advice that you would likely give your friends and family um you know give it to yourself um i always tell my kids you know do the best you can uh if you can walk away from a situation that makes you uncomfortable and if you can't walk away or you feel like you need to say something, then do so respectfully and explain yourself and be prepared to listen to the other person too because it's never just one sided. You have to have that conversation. But if you ever feel like it's causing you pain um, or anxiety, it's okay to step out and say we're not doing this anymore. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're setting boundaries and boundaries are healthy. I think we all need to do that. So in light of the last year, uh, you hear so many people struggling with um, different situations in their personal life, be it they've been stuck at home dealing with the same people all the time. And maybe they're realizing it's not the best situation. Other people are thriving. I know that I'm very blessed we've thrived. Um, But there are people who really are struggling Um, and there are always people who find themselves in situations at work and in their personal life full of conflict and they don't know how to deal with it. So maybe they turn to things like just avoidance and uh, they become a doormat and we don't want that. Nobody should be a doormat Um, because they don't want to deal with the conflict or they don't know how to approach it. And then of course, there are other people who perhaps um, isolate or they allow themselves to be bullied or put into uncomfortable situations. And so hopefully from this, you take uh, from it that don't shy away from those conversations. Put down your phones, have real conversations. Don't be afraid to call somebody out if you need to. And that doesn't mean you need to be rude about it. But I do remember in one instance, I was with somebody for um, for work. We were on a on a, well, how shall I phrase this without giving it away? We were on an assignment, we'll call it that. <laughs> and this person was very confrontational and very rude and i got to day two and i remember phoning my husband saying i don't know whether to laugh or cry um, because this person is just causing me all kinds of stress and i remember we were sitting down quietly beside each other and i finally just took a breath and i said you know i've really enjoyed getting to know you for these last few days but you've said a couple things that have taken me off guard and i'm really not okay with them have I done something to offend you? And that person looked at me and was like, what? And I was like, have I done something to offend you to make you think that you can say these things? And she just looked at me and I said, because I'm not okay with it. I haven't spoken to you that way. And I'd really appreciate it if you didn't speak to me that way. And if I have done something to make you uncomfortable, then by all means, please tell me because I will do everything I can to make sure that you do feel comfortable. And they actually just looked at me for a second, like a deer in the headlights and said, I'm really sorry. um, And explained that they were super stressed out and didn't realize that they were being so aggressive and taking it out on me and actually thanked me for um, having that conversation. And actually that's happened twice in, in probably the last 10 years that I can think of where it had the same outcome. And I was fully prepared for them to tell me where to go. And that's okay had they said that because I said my piece I wasn't rude I I call it almost a crap sandwich where you say something good then bad and then good you know like I have really enjoyed working with you or I've really enjoyed hanging out with you or whatever it is but this is what's really bothered me and I'd like to be able to fix it going forward that's the other part of the sandwich what can we do about it? And I find that it takes some of the sting out of what you're saying. Um, You're saying something good. You're saying what bothers you and ending on something favorable. Um, So yeah. So today, all I want to do is, you know, talk about, I don't know why everybody seems to be on edge lately. And at each other and so quick to be triggered and maybe forgetting our social graces because we've been home for so long. But try to remember them and let's support each other and help each other out and things are opening back up and we all get to be together again, which is so incredibly wonderful. But hopefully there's some little tips and tricks in there that help you uh, deal with those uncomfortable situations and Give yourself permission to politely bless and release people and uh, set boundaries and stick to them because at the end of the day, you have this one life and you owe it to yourself to be happy. Um, Always communicate and give that person a chance to correct their behavior, just like you would expect for you, because sometimes it's us. I mean, somebody came to me and said, hey, Natalie, um, You know, I think you're a really great person and I enjoy hanging out with you, but it kind of pissed me off when you said this, this, and this, or did this, this, and this. I don't need to understand why it bothered you. I just need to know it did bother you. And then I need to make a choice whether or not I want to fix that. And of course, I'm going to want to fix that. So um, a lot of the time to recognize that some people don't realize they're being aggressive or rude or mean unless you tell them. Because sometimes it's just their own anxieties or insecurities, or sometimes nobody's told them that's not okay. So, yeah, just keep your cool, don't engage, but don't be afraid to 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 have those conversations and and set those boundaries. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are if you have any ticks. T- I can't talk tonight. Ticks or trips. I don't know if you have any ticks. I really hope not. Tips or tricks. Um, I hope you're having a really great week. I look forward to speaking with you next week. You can find me on Instagram. I believe it's, well, I know it's Canadian Mama, C N D underscore mama, um, or the Undomestic Housewife hashtag should find me. I'm also on Facebook where you can email me at nat at the undomestichousewife.com with any uh, comments or ideas. And I will speak with you again next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.